You are now listening to another episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily with your host, Anthony Cass Clark. This is a daily podcast documenting the thoughts of the everyday entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Good people of the world. What is up? It's your boy Anthony Cass Clark. And it's your boy Dave Good. And we are here for another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee. Daily. Let's go. Let's yeah, do it. Yeah. Let's get this. Let's get this. Let's get this. That was me biting the grenade if you couldn't hear me. Um, good. What's up, man? How are you? Man, chilling, man. Another week, another episode. Another day, another dollar. Oh, I can't say what I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> if you're from where I'm from, you know the next line of that song. What's the next song? Good. Don't disappoint me, bro. You already know I ain't. Good. Don't disappoint me. I've been on the rock. Another day, another dollar. No? Somebody's on my collar? Somebody make you want to holler? All right, good. Never mind. Wow. <laughs> good. Where are you from? Nah. Good. Yeah, man. Hey, you got that on yeah, you? Yeah, that's right. Huh? You, you have that in your wallet? What? Your, your pumpkin card. Ooh. Use it, M word. Ooh. You call me an N word on the podcast? <laughs> Wowzers. Hello everyone. Hello. Um, hey, big shout out to everybody worldwide listening to the pod. I see our uh, international numbers are growing steadily. Uh, I believe I saw uh, Australia up there. I saw the UK. I saw uh, South Africa. Mm. Yeah. So big ups everybody around the world listening to this pod. Uh, you know what's crazy, man? We do this podcast a lot. Uh, today I got a Facebook memory of uh, four years ago and said oh uh, today episode three drops <laughs> and i said Jesus. nice today as we're recording this we released episode 241 240 238 podcasts for some reason i i, I was thinking it was at 300 not yet 242 this is 241 uh so man, 250 so- is a big shaman I guess, I guess, but hey, shout out to uh, everyone who checks out the podcast. Oh no, I said 241, is it 204? One of those, I don't know. Shout out to everybody who listens to the podcast. If you've been rocking with us ever since the beginning, I appreciate you. If you've been rocking for with real. us since yesterday, I appreciate you. Big uh, shout out to everybody overseas. Support is real. I'm gonna tell you about podcasting. For, mo- like people who listen to podcasts a lot, and you feel, they feel as though, so I was right, it was a- 204. 204. So people feel as though their favorite podcast become a part of their lives, right? Like right. listen every time it releases, you know me and good, you know what we talk about, you know what we're about, you know everything about us that we talk about on the podcast. But for some strange reason, it's rare that people reach out and let you know that they're listeners. Right. Like, I literally know people who listen to this podcast all the time. They never say a word. <laughs> Shout out to Essence. I know you're listening right now. My man, E. Walker. Essence is definitely he doing this thing. He listens to this podcast. There's a guy who reached out to me, scheduled a Calendly link, uh, a meeting. We have a meeting tomorrow, a call. He said, hey, been following and listening to the podcast for a long time uh, and definitely want to reach out to you guys uh, for help. Wow. Like, who are you? Why didn't you ever let me know that you listen? We yeah, love listeners. Yeah, definitely. We love our listeners. We want to hear from you all. Wait, shout out. What was the question you asked? Didn't you ask them a question last week? Who? The listeners. Let's see if we got any answers. Um, go to Spotify. All right, let's I'm see. in Spotify. We asked a question on, I believe, let me see. Which episode did we ask the question on? Was it, it listen to your market? I think so. Let's see if the question is there. Because on Spotify, you can now ask questions. There it is, Q&A. I don't see any replies. No replies. I just thought about that. Yeah, no replies. I don't see any replies on it. But on Spotify, we can now ask questions. So always check if you're on Spotify listening to this. 
uh, check within the description. You'll see a section that says Q&A, and I'll have uh, questions that we ask that you can answer, and we can kind of converse. For sure, our, for sure, for sure. Yeah, man. Um, but I don't know how we got there, but good. How are you? Man, outstanding. Um, I'm a little amped up on coffee right now. Ooh, let's go. Yeah, I am. But for the most part, I think... T- this week is this week feels like one of them weeks, man. I'ma hit something. Like mm. something's big yeah. for to happen. Yeah. But but just particularly this week though. What? Next week it's gonna get bigger. Mm. What's triggering it? Uh I'ma tell you, triggering it what's triggering it is actually uh intentionality. Let's go. Um awareness. Let's go. Attentiveness. Let's go. Because awareness and attentiveness is not the same thing. Uh, and there is the rain. Listen, if you're listening to this pod and you hear rain in the background, there is nothing we can do about that. Listening to <laughs> Quiet Storm. Good. <laughs> Straight your, up. Hide your ladies. Straight up. Because the coffee boys are back. At the coffee boys are back. All right, we're going to stop playing with y'all. But if y'all hear the rain, just, uh, you know, coffee. this is where y'all just In your ear. turn y'all volume a little slightly up one, two, a notch. Because the coffee boys are in your ear. First of all, I don't want to be called coffee boys. The coffee boy. <laughs> <laughs> Straight up. Because if you know the terminology of boy where I came from. The coffee man. <laughs> That's it right there. That's it right there. But coffee men sound bad. I can't. The coffee men? The car. The coffin men. The coffin men? That's what it sounds like. That's not sexy. It's yeah. not. The coffee boy. The coffee men. The coffee man. Man. The caffeinated gentleman. Man. The <laughs> <laughs> We gotta stop fooling around, y'all. Listen, 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 listen. listen. So, back to what made it, what makes big things come. It's like, at the end of the day, if I've set apart, set apart, (laughs) (laughs) bro, come on. He gonna do it again. I'm not. All right. All right. (laughs) You forgot your point. You got your point? Yeah. You were saying attentiveness, awareness. No, 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 no. But listen, listen, listen. There's certain aspects where people have to start appreciation, appreciating what's earned. Okay. And I think the difference in being very successful and being mediocre is loving what's earned. People don't love earning anything no more. They want a handout. They mm. want it to be, mm. you know what I'm saying, give it to them on a civil platter. Mm-hmm. They don't want to earn it. Yep. And I think once you set your mind to want to earn something, the day that that accomplishment happens is the day where you're solidified to do it again because you know this was earned. I did ABCDFG mm-hmm. to do it, mm-hmm. and I could do it again. Yep, I got. I have a good friend, and uh, we were speaking the other day. And he told me he said, "Man, I made my first check today from somebody. Somebody paid me for my services." Mm-hmm. And I said, "Man, doesn't it feel great?" He said, "Yeah." He said, "I don't know why, man. It just feels like it feels great." And I said, "That's because it's off of your skill." that you built. I talked to a gentleman earlier and we were discussing um, a new service or a new department of ACC Unlimited, if you will, right? That's something that we're kind of planning. And he said, man, it took you six years to learn this and put this together in, in, in three hours. You should be charging for the six years. Right? So 
When you're able to charge for the time and the effort that you put in to build that skill, it feels way better than somebody ever paying you like per hour or whatever it may be, right? Uh-huh. If somebody's paying you for that skill that you built, it feels so much better. Like It can be less money, but it feels like more money. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of the day, it's going to feel better because, one, you put in the work for it. Mm-hmm. You learned the lesson. It's kind of like you got to hurt to feel better, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But at the same time, the experience and the knowledge and wisdom you receive, mm-hmm. there's no negotiation on this. It's like, bro, $500 an hour. And it's like, you know this. Mm-hmm. And not only that, I think the most empowering part about it is whoever you're dealing with. Um, on the client customer side, mm-hmm. it's kind of like they really know. Right. I got a perfect example for you. Right. And yeah, I love this. Love this conversation. So, a shout out to my my boy uh, Big Steve because he helped me find this uh, this rate for myself. Right. Because I didn't know what my time actually cost. And so now I know what my time cost because somebody actually paid me for it. Right. I got paid $150 per hour for a project, right? And I'm gonna tell you some of these results. I can't tell you exactly what it is, but I can share the results with you. And I'm gonna tell you why these people were so happy to pay me $150 an hour. Uh, I, I mean, I think we made maybe, there's a train coming guys. I think we made, about 20, 20 plus, 20 plus thousand in two, two to three months. And we're talking about maybe a couple hours a week of work. Mm-hmm. Not a couple, but you know what I mean. Right. And it wasn't work, it wasn't work that stressed me. Right. So I'll tell you this. Here it is. This is one of my proudest moments as a marketer. This is a campaign that I managed for this particular company. Their total ad spend, this is for one month, 31 days of ads that I managed. They spent $7,200 for the month. Good, can you read this number on how much they made at the end of the month? 300434 cents. $300,434.54. They made in return off a $7,200 ad spend. And guess who executed that? Cass. The caffeinated boy himself. Me. So when you manage campaigns on this level, right, with successes this big, now, guess what? Yesterday's price is not today's price. Yeah. And I mean that literally. I got paid 150 an hour for that. Hands Next down. time, guess what it is now? 200 For sure. For I'm going sure. up. Because look at the results I produce. I can show you it. For sure. For sure. So, that's it, man. That's all I got to say on that. You just dropped the pen on him, bro? Yeah, man. Because, you know, I met a gentleman earlier today. What we were talking about earlier. I, I just met this dude. I loved him. His approach. We talked about his services. You know what he said to me? He said, I'm not cheap. Right. Right. And that's how you come to the table. That's how you come to the table. I'm not cheap. Yeah. But <laughs> I know we're kind of bouncing around good, but I'm reading I'm reading a phenomenal book right now. Uh, it's literally, this book is mind-blowing. I can only read maybe a chapter a day uh-huh. because of all the information that I'm learning. And I'm executing upon the information every day that I learn. And when I mean powerful, write this, uh, you might want to write this down if you listen to this. This book is called Never Split the Difference. Negotiating as if your life depended on it. Yeah. Good. I feel like a superhuman. And I haven't used my powers on you yet, good. I will though. Damn. The book makes it clearly. Nah, no. <laughs> the book makes it clear. You're gonna feel like a piece of crap using some of these tactics. 
because you ha- you're gonna feel like oh my god I'm kind of using people. But they, that's the point though. That's the point. The point is to get what you want out exactly. of negotiations. But he makes it clear you're gonna feel like that in the beginning. But at the end, once you get really good at this, you won't because it'll be a part of your personality. Right. You won't be you won't be applying tactics anymore. You'll just be speaking. That's like that's like one there's one aspect I could say is a little different for me at times too, because like I do believe that no one ever gets what they deserve. You always get what you negotiate for. Mm-hmm. And so in that there are times where like I'm a kind of like situational person like it may be something that I need to negotiate for but like I find myself at times like I compromise and sometimes it works out for me sometimes it don't but ultimately in business Mm -hmm. the objective is to always capitalize 100% and maximize you know whatever opportunity you have Right. No matter what. And I don't like, before reading this book, I thought I knew negotiations. Okay, you go in with your demands. You know exactly what your goal is or what you want to walk out with this is, right? Mm-hmm. And so now you want to sit down with the person and you have to kind of work with them on getting what you want and giving them what they need. Exactly. Right? Which is the basis of negotiations. But I did not know the art and the tactics and the strategy yeah. that goes to negotiation. When I say I read this book for the last for the last week I've been reading, I believe, a week and a half. Every time I learn a piece, I've been applying it. And every time I apply it, it works. Yeah. It's insane. I'm talking about I deal with a lot of crazy people, if you guys don't know. You know. I deal with people off the wall. Right. These tactics have been able to literally I don't want to say tame them. But literally bring them down where I need them to be, and I get off the phone or leave the room with exactly what I wanted. Right. And they have no idea what just happened. Right. It's insane. Dealing with those, dealing with those type of mentalities and characteristics, I mean, I think it's imperative that to always have strategy that deflates that whole scenario. You so, know what I'm because at the same time, you can't. You're not gonna change the person. Yeah. But you need that characteristic. You need that that whatever is in the way to be deflated, so we can get to the objective and so everybody's happy. What what the book states is that humans do not change at all. Everything else changes. Computers, phones, cars, technology, everything changes. Humans do not. Yeah. Our our brain processes the same exact way it did before. It's just we're processing different information. Yeah. So once you know that, you have a basis to work with. Yeah, definitely. And this book breaks down human psychology and gives you tactics on how to negotiate properly. So I'll give you, I'm not going to like give you the entire book. I'm still studying it myself. Right. But I'll say one thing that it teaches you. Mirroring, right? This is one thing I, one thing I learned. And it, gets, it gets way deeper than this, but this is very surface level mirroring right so you've probably heard of mirroring if you have people say okay in negotiations you want to mirror people's body movements people's body expressions right so if the person is rubbing their ear you don't want to copy them immediately but you want to rub your ear sometimes they cross their legs you cross your legs they fold their hands you might want to fold their hands the whole the whole notion of mirroring body is to make somebody feel comfortable they they see themselves in you correct now the book says you know that's fine and dandy what we're talking about is motion not more emotional we're talking about mental and vocal mirroring this is when i say a a drop for dead strategy i'll give it give it to you and you got to read the book for yourself then we'll move on when negotiating, it is important that you listen to the person. Most people lead with their demands. I know what I want. I know what I want. I know what I want. You think you may be listening to that person, but you're not. Uh-uh. All you're doing is listening to yourself. Uh-huh. Listen to your inner thoughts. What I want. But the moment you start listening to 
what they want. Now they have given you their play. They gave you a playbook. So what you want to do, good, let's let's do a false negotiation right now. What okay. are you negotiating for? Uh, I want $50 an hour. So you want $50 an hour? $50 an hour. Okay. $50 an hour. Um, Why do you want $50 an hour? Because with $50 an hour, I'm able to Bingo. <laughs> if you noticed, what I did was I mirrored exactly what Good told me back to him. Immediately stuck. Even though this is a fake negotiation. Mm -hmm. But you want it works. Most people have no idea why they're saying what they're saying. And the moment you take mirroring is the act of taking the three most important words that the person said, taking those words and mirroring right back to them in a question. Right. And a very important question, an open-ended question. Right, right. If Good would have gave me an answer, I would just literally mirror exactly what he said and open-ended it even more. Mm -hmm. And to the point where the question would have been so open-ended that he would have had no answer. And then that would have been my perfect timing to insert exactly what my demand is. Exactly. And then he would be like, well, oh, okay. They're going to agree with what you said. Exactly. Or you're going to come to a much better negotiating place where you, uh, all right, now I'm comfortable with that. So my question is, mm -hmm. what's your opinion on if somebody says that negotiators are manipulators? They are. They're manipulating your thoughts. So, but that's not their fault. But I, w I wanted to answer to that question because in my line of work mm -hmm. and dealing with people, me and you know others, we actually was considered manipulators, mm -hmm. and we would be labeled manipulators. Mm -hmm. But our, what, what, our defense work? would be which work? in the system. Okay. Our defense was that we're not manipulating people when manipulating the situation, mm -hmm. meaning the thought process, the emotions, the so, mannerisms. Yeah. It's like mm -hmm. those are the things that get manipulated, but the people themselves, it's like it's impossible to change them. This was a, all right. So the thing the book states also is that everything that you will learn in this book has already been done to you Hands down. or you have already done to somebody. Hands down. You just don't have a name for it. Exactly. You don't have exactly. a name for it and you don't know how to put it into a strategy. Exactly. It's all human nature. Babies do it. Babies do it. Like This book literally says, I can help you get a better price on your home and I can also help you put your baby to bed. Yeah. Yeah. With the same tactics. Yeah. This book is phenomenal. And I will say it's a game changer. Uh, I got it from my my fake mentor, like I always tell him, John D. Saunders. <laughs> Did you say your fake mentor? He's not my real mentor. He has not agreed to be my mentor. So I call him my fake mentor. Somebody has to agree to be your mentor for them to be your mentor? Yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. You got to be their mentee. I don't think I agree with that, bro. Okay. Tell me. Because if you're taking wisdom and using it from that person, it's mm -hmm. kind of like that's your mentor. Yeah, but they're not actively mentoring you. you just using useful information. Oh, I guess that's, like, technical. Yeah, I get what you mean. So That's why I just put the fake on front of him. So, John, if you're watching or listening, please, I just want to be my mentor. Be his mentor, man. His man, real mentor. John, you've been helping me since... Day one, since I started this company. And you the It's go. only right. You the go. So do that. But yeah, uh, please uh, find that book, listen to it, read it. It's phenomenal. It's a game changer. I promise you, I'll never be the same ever again. Without knowing the information, though, offhand, mm -hmm. by far, what's been your best negotiation? What, my best negotiation before reading the book? Before reading the book. I, honestly, reading this book makes me feel like I lost everything. Deep. 
this book makes me feel like, oh my god. So you never went to the table, got what or be up above what you wanted. Of course I have, but this book makes me feel like I could have gotten more. I like that. We always can get more. Matter of fact, this book doesn't make me feel like that. This book lets me know. Yeah. That I could have. Yeah. Because now I know. I mean, I could get into so much. I I can get into a lot about this book, but I don't want to because I'm prematurely speaking. I haven't even finished the book yet. I'm just so excited about what I'm learning, and I've already used it, put it into practice. That I'm just like, it's insane. What was the book you read before this? The book that I read before this, uh, I think it was. It was Clockwork. With the T T T triple yes. T's. Uh-huh. Right. You know but, you got the break bread with us on that. Because you finished the book. Software? I think we should hold Cass accountable for every time he reads us a book. <laughs> Read the book yourself. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna I don't want to ruin people's literature. But what's what's like not empowering about you giving your insight of the book? For sure, that's what I'm doing now. But I'm not gonna give you the entire book. I'm talking about the last book, Clockwork. Clockwork. Well, I never gave it on the podcast. So that's all um, I'm saying. So we, did, we did talk about the, uh, the Queen Bee Roll. Talk about the QBR. Yeah, we did that like five times, though. Yeah, we talked about the TTT. We're talking about other parts of the book. It was the QBR, the TTT. Yeah, that's, that's literally the bulk of the book. Okay. And I'm not about to waste my entire podcast giving you a book report. <laughs> so I'm giving you a book recommendation. Please. Go read the book. I just figure I'll ask, you know? Yeah. I'm going to use a uh, gonna use a tactic on good now. You're going to use a tactic? Yeah. But you won't even know. Let's move forward. Let's move forward. Go ahead, baby. So. So. You were talking. Oh, I'm done talking about my book. About my book recommendation. Okay. Anyway, I got a topic for you. Here's the topic. Let's move on to that topic. Cause it's, time, it's about that time of the podcast anyway. All right, so I was having a conversation, or I was having some thoughts, and I said, matter of fact, the inspiration for this comes from, I was having a conversation with my wife, and we're talking about her uh, her brand and her book, uh, Kazi Can, right? And uh, my account manager reached out to my wife, uh, basically, to do her job. She wanted to ask her, hey, do you need anything? How can we move the project forward? You know, the, that's her role. The account manager is to steady the relationship between agency and client for the most part. She has a bunch of other roles, but that's one of her tasks. My wife never replied to her. So my account manager reaches out to me and says, hey, can't get a hold of your wife. So I go to my wife and I say, why haven't you contacted her? And she goes, I've just been so busy, this and that, blah, blah. So I'm like, okay, I understand, but we got to move this forward, this and that. So after, after I talked to her, I thought about her, I said, hmm, it's an, interest, it's an interesting uh, paradigm when you have husband and wife or boyfriend and girlfriend, and you have two businesses within a relationship. We always hear about the woman supporting the man and this and that, but what I want to know is, how do you successfully encourage or support your partner? I actually had a separate conversation with a good friend of mine, and he was talking about how he's actually doing okay for himself. He's doing well, right? He's been in business for a, for a minute, consistent business. His girlfriend, however, is on hard times. Okay. Of course, he can cut her a check. He can give her a credit card. But he wants to encourage her and support her by lifting her up. Right? How do you do that successfully without treading very, very, very deep waters? What's the deep waters? Because you can easily... Encouragement... And let me let me tell you about it. not encouragement. Pushing someone to do better can turn into a shove. 
And if that person falls and bruises their knee, you know, this is an analogy, they can be upset at you for pushing them too hard. Your girlfriend's in real estate. How do you, how do you support your your girl, your queen, but at the same time reserve your kindness and your patience? Ultimately, my go-to like response. I, the first thing I thought about is understanding your partner's insecurities off rip. Mm, okay. Because That's a good point. if I understand and I know the insecurities, I'm able to know what lines to touch, how to present something, how to communicate. Um, ultimately, I'm touching the lines of the insecurity, but also making aware that, hey, we do need to get to this point here and I think a great partnership they're going to go for the goal they're going to collectively go for the target with the understanding of hey I lean on you you lean on me you know two is one it's a two is one situation yeah but do you think that sometimes not say that you have to uh bully anybody or like purposely push their insecurities in their face but sometimes the insecurity is what's holding back the success right Mm -hmm. do you think sometimes it's necessary for you to expose the insecurity in the situation yes Yes, and that goes back to we just was we mentioned earlier. You gotta hurt to feel better. Mm, yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's when I talk to my girl, I I can say that I fell in love with what she's worth. Mm. You know, mm. so whatever it is, we gotta make it right. We gotta make it work mm. because this is what it's worth. The future is worth this. Mm. So now you have to understand that through insecurities, through strengths, through failures, mm-hmm. through wins, that all that works. All of those aspects ultimately work together to get to the objective the target but as far as insecurities it definitely got to get exposed does your queen expose your hands down (laughs) (laughs) we must that was rhetorical (laughs) hands down i think i think women and i i hate to put everybody in a boat it's instinctive for them i don't want to put it in a boat i don't want to put everybody in a boat i'll say my women or our women I think a lot of women are really good at privately, not publicly, privately exposing their partner's insecurities, showing them, hey, this is where you're going wrong because of something that you're doing. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. From the natural Mm. uh, concept of nurturing. Where's the doctor, uh, Doctor Bird? Good drive. You know what I'm saying? No good little birds. Listen, <laughs> listen. The 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 natural sense of nurturement. Wait, wait. Nurturing. I ain't mean to say that. Hey, <laughs> hey I, I want to say it off rip. I should have my own dictionary. <laughs> You know what word I was thinking about? I was thinking about nourishment. <laughs> oh man, listen, good hey. and expert. <laughs> I should have kept going though, cause you were you were like, ooh, that thing sounds. Listen. Okay. Uh, 
from the natural like the sense of nurturing like uh-huh. they're able to do that with ease bro uh-huh. like yeah i mean my girl does it seamlessly you know mm-hmm. <laughs> like mm-hmm. i could tell her something and i'm coming from one angle i'm like da, 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 da. Yeah. this is what it is i'm talking about i'm fitting and she comes right around well, but babe you have to understand that you created that you. <laughs> You. Oh man, they're oh, good. They, man, they, they, they good at they it, are bro. Good at pointing the good finger at, at yourself, like, hey, no, 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 you did that. But here's the thing. This the here's the other side. Mm-hmm. In her doing that, she's also able to take that back. Right. right. At, at one point, we, she we had a discussion. We was talking about something, and she was, we agreed on anything that I can do say, she can do or say. So if she's able, and that's vice versa, if she's able to tell me, hey, these are the characteristics that's running you in a hole, I'm able to bring that to the table mm-hmm. and we can move forward yeah. with it. But I think the question at hand today is, how do you do that with somebody that's not so open or that's a sensitive area? Right, because I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you this. Uh, or the third option is, for me, I think I'm naturally a, uh, I'm I'm not a sensitive person when it comes to like being like a realist. If that makes sense. Uh, so for me, I I get it from my father, not to throw him under the bus, but pops. I can I I'll give you how I feel. I'll give you the truth or my my truth, and I don't mean to offend or hurt. But sometimes the words will sting. And I'm not trying to be mean. I'm not trying to upset. I'm not trying to offend. But I think raw truth hurts. And for me, my my first instinct is to give raw truth. Right? I think you and I, like, we've spoken a couple times. And I'll say something. And I'll notice you be like, <laughs> Dang, okay. And I'm like, no, no, I didn't mean like that good. I'm just, right. just saying, right? But that's something I try to learn how to do. And it's the same in my relationship, in my marriage. Like, sometimes I just shut up. Because I don't know if I say what I'm thinking, I don't know how this is going to go. Right, right, right. So let me just not say it at all until I fully vet this thought out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm definitely seeing what you're saying. So I'm like, I'm I'm trying to balance that, and it gets difficult when you're talking about business because I'm very passionate about business, and I want to see my wife succeed. Like this is my thing. Like she is an educator. She is, uh, she's a, she's a higher higher ed master's degree holder, if that's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. She. She is through and through an educator. She knows how to do that well. Me, I'm a through and through entrepreneur. So she wants to see me do well. So she she helps me a lot of things. I want to see her do well, so I try to help her a lot of things also, right? But sometimes I think I can push too hard and be too forward. Because with me, it's like, this is the way I would do it. So I expect everyone to do it this way. But, I mean... On the reality stance, what's been a what's the feedback? There hasn't been much feedback because I've been taking it very easy. My thing is, I want to go a little harder. I've been taking it. Very what about your friend? Your friend, the one that he's uh-huh. with, with his girlfriend. Yeah. How has he been like? So good point. So he's basically told her, hey. You know, he. So, this is something I read in the book also, right? When negotiating, what you want to do is you want to. This is part of the negotiation. You want to label someone's emotions, someone's feelings. Once you label that person's feelings back to them, they will feel seen and they will feel appreciated. Once you label and that process happens, that gives you more room to insert your want or your ask. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. 
So what he did uh, unintentionally was labeled her emotion for her. Hey, I know that you're going through a hard time. And I know that you feel that you're not where you're supposed to be or where you want to be. Aha. Right? Then he enters the ask. Right. Knowing that you don't feel like you're where you want to be. Um, how about taking up XYZ task or XYZ uh, type of business to get yourself back into it? She might not be interested in it, but she's a little bit more receptive to the idea. So that's what he's done, right? He's given her options. Like, hey, you should maybe do this or do this or do this. And so that's how he's treating it right now. Um, but he's also been a very real, he's been very real with her also. Like, hey, I'm supporting you. I'm by your side. But what I'm not going to do is, like, carry you. Yeah. Yeah, and I think, honestly, man, in this day and time, it's like there's really no room to really beat around the bush because I feel like business, the business, like, realm is moving so fast, man. Like, it's rapid, bro. It's like... You have to get in, kind of like get in where you fit in type of thing. Like some opportunities are here today, going tomorrow. Prices are moving back and forth. Mm -hmm. And the wisdom experience and the um, accessibility is crazy, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, looking at the graphic design sector, bro. Everybody's a graphic designer now. Why? Because, Technology. you know, it, it's, it's crazy. So the whole like waiting and no it's gonna be all right you got this if you want to take this route i think that's out of the way yeah but i'm talking about your partner though like with a lot of people yes like for example right where i'm at in my career is like i'm getting a less i'm getting a lot less tolerant i'm a very tolerant person very understanding person but to your point exactly we're trying to move with speed with speed and you can't move with speed when parts of the engine are not moving with speed <laughs> when parts of the engine are going wrong right a gear not shifting properly how it's supposed to, a piston not firing whatever it may be uh -huh. that's a problem i don't have time to pull over every time the gear mishap or misfires and i'm like oh let me fix the gear hey gear you need to get back in line now now i'm at the point where i'm like replace the gear Replace the replace the piston. We gotta go. Yeah, but you can't be that way with your partner. Why not? Because you gotta be gentle. In my opinion, it, that's not a fact. But in my opinion, but is business gentle though? It's not. So that I, that's I think that's where you have to come in and insert. Hmm. And we're talking through this as we're podcasting. But maybe that's when you need to real. That's when you need to introduce the realist side of it, but don't make it your opinion. Yeah, you know, I kind of see. Yeah, I kind of see that. It's like you giving them what it is, but it's a difference when you receive information that's from another source yeah. than receiving it from like this is my partner. Yeah, right. I got you. I still think like. And it's probably, like, it's really my belief system. Mm -hmm. One beat, one sound. We should be able to come to the table, one, mm -hmm. discuss what the objective is, mm -hmm. follow through on that objective. If somebody's slacking, you know that I'm coming to tell you you're slacking, vice versa. Mm -hmm. And we move forward. And it sounds cut and dry, but it's kind of like we're dealing with business. It's not family. This is not mm -hmm. recreation. Mm -hmm. This is business. But I'm going to say this, though. Uh, I agree with you, totally. But I think nowadays, especially dealing with how people think uh, nowadays, like how people process emotions, I should say, we're a lot less weaker, we're a lot more weaker than previous generations. Mm -hmm. like collectively, as a society, you can see everywhere. People are offended about everything, right? Cancel this, cancel that. This is because as a society, emotionally, we are weaker than our predecessors. Mm -hmm. Some people make the argument, we're just more aware. Whatever side of you, whatever side of the fence you want to lean on. It just is what it is. But, 
with that being said, you can't say the things that you normally would say or say the things that you want to say. So I do think books like the book that I'm reading now help out with that, right? Because something that you just talked about, right? Being real and hey, it's business. That's a great mindset to have and I totally agree with you. But how you go about introducing that has changed. So like in the book, it states no one likes to feel attacked. Mm -hmm. The moment you attack somebody, what do they do? They cower, yeah. Defend themselves. Yeah. Put up a shield. Block. Try to block your attacks. And this is all emotional. So you know how you get around that and prove the same point? <laughs> you go around the shield. Make sure the shield doesn't go up. So you have to sneak attack. Mm-hmm. So instead of saying, good, man. Um, Good, you didn't execute on this on time. You Listen, man, that's unacceptable. Blah, 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 whatever it may be. Hey, good. Hey, what you have going on yesterday? Um, yeah, man, I had to work, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Oh, man, it sounds like you were just really busy. Huh. Yeah, I was kind of busy, man. You know, I got really busy. Oh, okay. So, I mean, you know, we were behind on this. It sounds like, I mean, you got behind because of work. Yeah, blah, blah. As you're asking these questions, Good's mind is processing. Oh, shoot. I was behind. Oh, shoot. It's not good. Oh, shoot. I messed up. I didn't have to attack him. Right. But I got the message across. Now, where you're going to get him is you're going to keep asking open-ended questions. Right. At the, when he can't answer any more open-ended questions, that's when you're going to, good, let's just make sure we don't. Guys, pause. My wife's calling me. And we're back. All right. So one thing I was thinking about, right? Yep. With the open-ended questions and sneak attacks. Let's not call them sneak attacks. Let's not call them sneak attacks. Finding a different route to get your point across. My question is, me and my partner... Do what should I be always finding an alternate route if transparency is one of the most important keys of this relationship? Great question. Not every negotiating tactic is for every situation. You said that nicely. I was yeah, there you had times, that in the pocket. There are times where I have to go around, there's times where I need to go shoot straight for it. Just all depends. But my point in saying this is mm-hmm. not only there are times that should go around, choose another route, shoot straight forward, but my partner should know I'm shooting forward. There are, there's a time and place for everything. If somebody says, I have a bomb, guess what I'm not about to do? I'm not about to rush them. Of course. I need to figure out another way to get the bomb deactivated. I got. I just. I'm really sensitive to. I'm sensitive to the whole partner aspect and business. Yeah. I think it's two. I think that's two. Two totally different worlds. And when you incorporate both, it's like you have to incorporate both. Both, of the characteristics that make up those groups. It's the same thing to me. Like you. So business is the same thing as partnership. Yes, because I don't know if you've ever had business partners. It's like literally having like another marriage. Okay. It gets very, very sensitive at times. Okay. You'd be shocked. You think, oh yeah, that's my man. We gonna start a business together, this and that. All right, all right. Let a year come into play. And, and, and you gotta have those tough conversations. You're gonna be sitting at home thinking, how do I bring this up? <laughs> how does this question come to hand? I'm, I'm serious. Like, that's how it works. And granted, there are people out there with perfect partnerships. Like, literally, we can shoot straight forward, back and forth, back and forth. But most partnerships fail because no, both parties don't like to communicate properly to each other. Right? So, back again. And we keep, and I'm gonna end this podcast, but I come back to my point. This is the second week you brought up like nice, these are nice, uh, but they're like really, really like 
very intricate. Thanks, man. Yeah. I brought the last one? Yeah, you did. Okay, thanks. I appreciate it. Yeah, you did. So, my point I'm ending with is you have to know how to communicate properly. And that's what I'm learning between my wife and I, right? And every time I learn something new in this book, I literally tell her about it. And she tells me, you better not be using it on me. But she doesn't know I am. <laughs> <laughs> and she'll, she'll never hear this because she don't listen to the podcast. She will not listen to this podcast. Uh, but learn how to communicate properly. Partners, one, having a partner already is a difficult thing at times. Two, when you all are talking about business, it adds an extra layer to it. So you gotta be careful on how you navigate it. And that's what I'm learning. So that's what I gotta say on, on, on the topic, man. Good, you know anything? Mm, that's it, man. I like that. That's actually like, that's a solid topic. Mm. You know me, like, I ain't gonna lie, like, I'm not. When I hear of certain topics and scenarios, like, you know, for me, it's really like I get to put my personal experience in it. And most of the time dealing with the relationship aspect, not so much of the business, but I think on the relationship side, I, I got a lot of experience in it. And um, I think now is a good opportunity too to also look at from the night, you know, look at how business is gonna play in inside of our relationship. So. It's, it's, it's really, um, it's empowering. Mm-hmm. I can't say the information. Pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. All right, man. Well, listen, if you are not following us on Instagram, you are doing yourself a displeasure. Please do so right away. Uh, follow me, C-A-S-S-4Q on Instagram. Also follow ACC Branding. Uh, and if you're on LinkedIn, uh, please connect me with me there because I am uh, taking a full approach to LinkedIn. So we'll be having like specialty content going there. I think that'll be really nice. Uh, so follow me on LinkedIn. Connect with me. I'll connect back. Uh, good. What about you? Um, I'm at Mr. Dot Dave Good. Check it out. Remember, I told you I got a surprise for y'all. Something Shout big coming. Man. It's going down. Um, and um, stay tuned. That's it. Stay tuned. Caffeinated man. The caffeinated gentleman. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Thank you for listening. As always, peace, blessings. Cheers. Cheers. Oh, yeah. Who's th-